welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. Awesome. He's blessed, church. The um, big thank you to Pastor Karen and the eldership for just giving me this opportunity today just to share this word with you. Um, there's going to be a small clip because I know you all like wee clips. It is probably the most famous, not famous, it's one of my, it is my favorite verse in, in the scripture, if you can have a famous verse. Um, while preparing to do this, and Carl is your greatest critic after the voice in your head. Um, so she said, don't, don't be repetitive. But when I sat and meditated on it and thought about it, I realized that this is about, the, the title for this is Work the Word, Not the World. And we can't separate God and his word. God is the word and the word is God. And with belief in your heart, if you are saved, whenever you speak the word, God in you is on that place. But I don't know if any anybody remembers um, Zig Ziglar. But Zig Ziglar was a Christian. And um, he went on to be with the Lord now. But his one statement was, he said, repetition is the mother of learning, the father of action, and the architect of accomplishment. So it's by constantly repeating, repeating, meditating, repeating, you therefore believe, you therefore act. The series that Pastor Karn and uh, Tanya done weeks before was on your thought life, your thoughts. Um, but I'm going to just show you this wee clip. And remember, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're here on this earth, but we are residents of a different kingdom. We are, we populate heaven. And whether people believe it or not, you will have what you say. I've repeated it before. Charles Capps went on to be with the Lord. I've told my people they can have what they say, and they're saying what they have. And there just seems to be a mindset. It's just the world. The world doesn't know any different. But there is a mindset where we always think the worst. We always speak the worst. And it just sets on fire situations and circumstances in your life. And I've shared this before. The word circumstance, and I've, I know I've shared it before, circumstance, circle. Do you remember the old westerns? When the Indians came to attack the cowboys, the sort of the wagon train, they made a circle. You can't move forward in the circle. You're stagnant. So whenever you take that word of God, you then believe it in your heart. You speak it forth and you act and you move forward. The, um, the scripture here, well, well you, can get so, you can get so used to just getting into the habit of saying things, and we don't really understand the meaning. And I've said it about it before, Carl just did blood covenant. Find out about blood covenant. If you, if you really understood, blood covenant is more than a cream cracker and some ribena. And what you do not know will hurt you. And if you understood blood covenant, 
it would completely change your whole thought life and the whole action in every area of your lives. But Pastor John used to do this. Pastor used to say, <clears throat> you should come with me on Saturday mornings when we're cleaning church because me and him have conversations. And um, be a voice, not an echo. Do not repeat. We, the word says we walk by faith and not by sight. This word of God is faith. It is tangible. This word of God is faith. What we see, what we feel, what we touch is the sense realm. Now we need it. But that is not the end of everything. That is to fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That word fear means to honor and respect. So whenever you bring the word on any situation, that is the start of wisdom. And that is the start of your journey to move forward out of your circumstance, your situation, and understand that God Almighty, your dad, and because of the shed blood of Christ, he is your father. Is there for you? I was meditating on that scripture that was said all the time, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But if you actually sat and thought, well, I mean, I'll never leave you. Right? You're going to leave us. We spark us. You're never going to leave us. Have you ever thought of the word forsaken? Correct me if I'm wrong. This is Robin Ology. But he never threw in the towel. He will never give up on you. He will always be there. He will always be there waiting for you to open your mouth. He will always be there, but it all depends on what we know, how we know him. Everything to do with our relationship with God is to do with our relationship with Father. If we do not know the Father, we don't know what way he's going to act, what promises we have, what authority we have. Is he going to be here? Is he not going to be there? And understand this. If you were to get on a plane or speak it forth, which we soon will be able to and go anywhere, If during the flight, an engine fell off and the air hostess came down the plane and offered each one of you a parachute because you're going to have to jump out of the plane, would your reply be, I might try it? Or would it be, give me that parachute, sweetheart, and I'll have another drink? and put it on, buckle it up, even if you didn't have a clue how to use a parachute, because you know that that thing is going to save your life. And we've all went through our lives every single day, and the world and situations have slapped us in the face, and then we take the word of God, because some are read, or some are said, or some are heard it, you know, you just speak the word of God. I tried that, and it didn't work. This is not something you try. This is something that you live. And as you take it forth and as you move forward, you will just know and just see the faithfulness of God. And as you move and move, you get to know more and more and more. And it just opens up totally to you. Totally opens up to you. This word, you cannot separate the word. Jesus was the word. <clears throat> this is Bob the tree. <clears throat> Molly will be laughing. Molly likes the word above. And uh, Ryan's going to put up that first scripture, Mark 11. This, you'll know this scripture. This is about Jesus coming out of 
from Bethany. Now, the next day, when they had come from Bethany, he was hungry. Jesus was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. But when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit of you, eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. What's the most important part in all that whole scripture? Look at it up there. Jesus talked to a tree. He responded to a bush. Jesus created that fig tree. Now, I've heard it all before. Apparently when you see the leaves on a fig tree, it's supposed to have the figs. And Jesus was taken off his journey, his mission, his race, because he was hungry and expected there to be fruit there. And it was all leaves and no fruit. So he literally spoke to that thing. He responded to a tree. And you could be thinking, we've lost the plot here. Are you responding? Or are you listening? What situation has brought itself up in your life that you don't respond to it. Well, we all respond, but are you responding to it in your own ability? Are you responding on it with the spoken word of God? Because the spoken word of God is your answer in that situation. Jesus Christ became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus was a man the Son of God, with his words, he raised the dead. With his words, he healed the sick. With his words, he cleansed the leper. With his words, he stilled the storm. And if we go back into our lives, and this is not condemnation, we're hung by our tongue. We are tuned into this world, and I'm not saying ignore it. We're tuned into this world, and before we even think a, situ a situation, we, so we read what we sow comes before us, and because of what's in our heart, before you even think, all the words come out. And we've set, we've lit the fuse, the fuse is burning down, and then we wonder why in days and weeks and months. How did we get here? So it's words. We'll show you this um, clip now. And um, it's, a, it's about three minutes long. It's, um, it really is awesome. It's so, so good. Brad, if you could just play that, thank you.
the servants went out and invited everybody they met. Both and Is he a centurion? So the wedding hall was full of people. I'm sorry if I disturbed you, Rabbi. But I would like to ask you a great favor. I have a servant in my house. I've had him a long while. And he's good, loving, more like a son than a servant. He's very sick. Dying, I fear. Rabbi, in all humility... You would like me to come to your house? Very well. I will come with you. No. I am unworthy that you should enter under my roof. I know that if... if you say the word, my servant will be healed. I am a man under authority. I myself have authority over a hundred soldiers, and if I say to one of them, do this, I know that he will do it. And if I say to another, go there, I know that he will go. I need not see. I know. So it is enough that you give the word, and it will be done. Do you hear this man? I have seldom found such faith among the people of Israel. Go home. Your faith has cured your servant. So he's a friend of the Romans. But we know we are the chosen people. How can a pagan be worthier than a son of Israel? Everybody, everybody is welcome at my father's table. Rich, poor, masters, servants, children of Abraham and the pagans. Come home, it's all right. Marcus is well, your servant is cured. What? Come on. Come on, come and see for yourself. All right. I saw my eyes, it's cured. Come on. Come to your house. <laughs> Awesome, isn't it? It was awesome to Hillary and Jonathan and me. Did you hear what he said there, the centurion, famous Hollywood actor? He says, I know I do not need to see. I know I do not need to see. I've said it before and I'll never stop saying it. And this is, to me, is the first person first, obviously is that what we do not know will hurt us. And if you do not know who you are in Christ and what you have in Christ, the enemy will still steal, kill, and destroy you, 
and your household. But like the title said, work the word, not the world. I was going to have the Nike sign where it just says the tech and it says just do it. Whenever you get so full of something, you don't even have to think about it, you just do it. Um, I asked a few people last week when I was sort of uh, thinking about this, this time together, Sharon, if I could use them as an example about what they know that they don't even have to think. And the first person is my Carol. She is my Carol because he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And I found her. Carol has recipes in her heart that she doesn't even have to look at. I know this is going into the world, but this is the world. This is sense knowledge here, what we can taste, touch, feel. Carol doesn't even have to look at things. She has repeatedly made the things so many times that it's part of her now. It's part of her. She can improve on it. She can go and look at other things and get other ideas. I don't know how many times we've had a ham cooked in Coke. That's Nigella Lawson for you. Um, but that's part of her. What's part of you? Is there a part of your mindset? Is there a part of your belief system that you've got habitually into the habit of actually doing day in and day out? And like Caroline Leaf had said last week, how you can break it over 21 days, but you have to decide to start to try, and you're not on your own. You've got the Holy Spirit, you've got God, you've got the Word. There's um, David, David down the back, and I'm not going to say David, I'm not going to say mechanic, because mechanic limits him. He's an engineer, and the reason David's an engineer is because if he gets a, a car or vehicle in, and it's not just a case of exchanging a part. Um, on my car months ago, there was a certain pipe, and the pipe had rusted, and you couldn't get this part. The whole pipe was something like 200 pounds. David fixed the pipe for 25 pounds, 30 pounds. But David knows his trade. You cannot separate David and the mechanic. Uh, that's, there's a, the scripture there when we go down in Mark 11. Jesus had actually said, Mark 11, 12, 23. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt it in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. The whole trigger in that whole scripture is that the reason, the way you don't doubt is that you believe what you say will come to pass. Now, this is not the name it, claim it crew, which for a long, long time the church has been sort of clipped onto, where that, uh, I can just say this and do that. It's not about that. When we speak something according to God's word and God's will, that's the end from the beginning. I was thinking of the word knowledge, and this is total Robinology. But I just kept breaking it down, thinking of you split it in two, to know, now this is probably not right, not right grammatically, 
but to know and ledge. So what I was thinking was, if you know something, bear with me, you're basically on a ledge, right? I'll finish this now. Now that I'm slightly higher, I can actually see further and longer. So I have an advantage over the person who doesn't know what I know. I can see the end from the beginning, whether it's David fixing a car, so I have to go to David because of his knowledge, because he knows more than I do. So what do we know about the word? We, do we know sickness? Jesus healed everyone that came to him. He delivered everyone. Never mind the fact that the word says in Isaiah 26, whenever you're kept in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you, you because you trust in him. Is anybody anxious? Is anybody worried? Is anybody concerned? There is the answer for your anxiety and your concern. You never let the word go away. But the whole anchor on that thing is knowing God as Father, knowing who he is, knowing who you are in him. Carl had beautifully put it in communion. God sees you in the spirit. God doesn't see you. God looks at the heart in the spirit. In your spirit, you are 100% God if you're saved today. And if you're not saved today, come and see us at the end. Because God wants you in the kingdom, in the family. So you just need to speak to that thing. You need to understand your authority. You need to speak into that situation. And there's times when there's miracles. There's times when it happens instantly. But there is a time process. And we shared it a couple of weeks ago on the offering. During that time process, you need to keep this closed if it's negative. You don't speak what you see. Unless what you're speaking is what you see in the spiritual realm, which is the realm where God abides. And then you're speaking the end from the beginning. 1 Corinthians 15.33, awesome scripture. Be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners. Things can have, words can have an effect on you even if you're in the vicinity of words. You can be standing in a room with someone and they're just talking death, this, blah. Remember the saying? Misery loves company, success leaves clues, you know? And it can have an effect on you where you literally need to move away to somewhere else. Even today, in this whole atmosphere of COVID-19, you've got to take authority of what you hear. We were, I was in BNN the other day, and as soon as I walked through the door, just conditioning people, it went, in these uncertain times, as it came over the speaker system, sound system in the, in the shop. In these uncertain times, talked about true leaders and respect and other people. You're not judging anyone. But this word says, I don't have uncertain times. This word says to me that I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. Right? And the enemy is under my feet. He is your subject. Satan is your subject for you to tell him what to do. 
He's not your master. But whatever you give attention to has the ability to control you. I'll not keep this much longer. I've nearly done here. Proverbs 18.21. We know it, or we should know it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that loves it shall eat the fruit thereof. God is so good, folks, all the time. And all the time, God is good. Um, the, we're going to finish just in a minute, but I just wanted to share a wee thing because the words just mean so much. Um, in 1 Corinthians 2, 4, and we're going to finish very shortly. And my speech and my preaching were, were not with persuasive words or human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and in power. So in a few minutes, folks, we're going to open up the altar. And if anybody here has any issues, anything that is trying to, any information, any knowledge, anything that they're having hassle with, be my guest, come up here. And there'll be people up here that will agree with you and will pray with you and give you instruction of how you, only because they are on that longer path, they have more experience, and they're here to love on you, but to help you. And this is the beginning of wisdom. Now, there's no condemnation in anyone here. But, you know, if you want to go and see someone at the end, go and see them and have that time as well. But if you don't, you have the potential of walking out the door with the same mindset and the same problem. And the same things will come back again and again and again. But at least then, whenever you share it, and someone else who has that wee bit of knowledge, me with the car problem, even though it's in the natural, had to go to David. Um, where's our lovely Carla? Carla's a doctor. If anybody needed anything, they would go to, well, I'm not saying it's not your doctor, but Carla's patients would go and see Carla. Who would never want to go and see Carla and find out that she's doubting in her heart what she says. Carla, I don't know, Lindsay, if she brings a job home. Carla and her job are one, we're together. So when a situation comes up that Carla can see the end from the beginning because of the knowledge in her mind that she knows about her job, she can then know how to fix this thing or she knows what medication or whatever to go down that road. So what I'm saying is, is this altar is open for your benefit, for you to be able to be blessed, for you to be able to let us just give you our love and our understanding to be able to help you and set you on that track. There was... We, the, it's, it's the value of words, folks, at the end of the day. And just as I was leaving the house today... I'm opening myself wide up here, and I hope I don't cry, but I shouldn't cry. This was a wee card that Molly wrote me years ago. I actually asked right side because I couldn't read the writing, and she went, I don't know. She's moving into the sort of... And um, I am not a, I'm not a liar because I believe every single word she says in it because she's my daughter, our daughter. Um, and the reason that I kept the card was because it was words, Right? When Jesus 
curse the fig tree in some translation. The word curse means proclamation of harm. You speak a proclamation of harm. So you, you can speak a curse. That was righteousness because that fig tree was created by God to produce figs and it didn't. But you then, in the word, you use your tongue to bless and to encourage. I don't have all the words and negative words and curse proclamations that people have said about me in a drawer beside my bed. We forget about those. We don't want to know those. But you've got to get rid of them if somebody has spoken that over your life. Because it is death to you and your circumstances if you just keep going on round and round in the same circles. But the wee card... Sorry, excuse me. The wee card, it's just kids. Our kids are just brilliant, aren't they? But I couldn't eat a whole one. I see the mum going up to crash. I see their face. And the mum, you're just relieved when they're 30 minutes. But we always, we love them enough to give your kids back books. My daddy. My daddy has the strength of a mountain. Yet he has the purity of a water fountain. My daddy has the wit of a clown. His jokes pull me up whenever I'm down. My daddy has the looks of a Hollywood star. What are you laughing at? For goodness sake. Well, I had to check this one out because I couldn't read it, but it was fine. And his hands are like a string guitar. My daddy is celebrating his birthday of the day, and I love him much more than I can ever say. Kids. Um, so... It's short, sharp, and sweet, but that's the way that it probably should be. It doesn't need to linger on. So, I was told the worship team would be up, but maybe I'm a, huh? Um, I'm finishing a bit early. So, did you, did you get anything from this today? Um, it's all about our words, folks. Our words snore so much. Um, and remember, can is can't with the tea knocked off. Get the word into your heart in such a way that when something happens, it's the word that comes straight out of your mouth and sets you in that way. I'd written this down a long, long time ago. It was about how to deal with problems, and I forgot all about it. Problem-solving questions. When a problem presents itself in your life, here's a few questions. Well, the, the wisest thing is to go to the Word. Find out what God says. Even then, if we're constantly in the Word, we should know what to do. We should know that that sickness is no authority in our body. We call those things which are not as if they are. God's faith is released with words. Problem-solving questions. We do hear you listen. The minute you go from prob, minute you go from problem to question, you have the answers. So, if a problem presents itself in your life, if you decide, oh, I just, you just switch off your creative ability in your mind to be able to solve the problem. I don't. I just don't want to. But if you stand back for a second and just start thinking. How can I dissect this problem? How can I look at this problem? Then the answers will eventually re release themselves. What can I learn from this? What's great about this? 
what's not perfect yet? What am I willing to do to make it the way I want it? How can I enjoy the process? Now, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, but like Jesus said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. You're not on your own. You've got the Holy Spirit, like we said before, who lives and abides in us, will never leave us, never throw in the towel, never leave you forsaken. But this is not a case of going home and thinking, well, you could if you wanted. I've done that bit, so I'll just sit and wait. It's God in you. It's the Word in you. Carla had to go through the whole process of learning and application and maybe frustration, but she knew what she wanted to do. And she successfully got to the end. David was the same. Ladies with recipes, people in your various jobs. You just know what you want to do and you know how to do it, but we can get into a rut. So this altar, folks, is open. And if anybody here isn't saved today, come and see us. We'd love you to be part of the family, and God would love you to be part of the family probably more than we would. But um, just enjoy him. So if anybody's sickness in their body, if anybody has an issue, if anybody is anxious about anything, if anybody has anything, um, or just want to come and talk to me because it's sort of dressed up because next week I'll have my jumper back on. But be blessed, folks. Honest and, uh, honestly, be blessed and just enjoy the Word. There's so much now online. Just getting time with Him and talking to Him. Listen to what He says back to you. And He'll talk to you in only the way that you know. And He'll always come back to the Word. You'll find out it'll be the Word. But have a great, great day, folks, and be blessed. And thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps in blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.